0: The world of corporate finance is changing, and with it comes new opportunities for women to succeed in a male-dominated area. Hi everybody, I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. The business world presents us with a stereotypical portrait of the executive who oversees finance. Supposedly as an individual obsessed by numbers, and not so great when it comes to collaboration and communication with other functions within the company. And, by the way, it's usually a male. Today we'll explode some of those cliches by meeting Lisa Wu, Chief Financial Officer of Haven, a provider of software for the management of global trade. She's enjoyed a stellar career, holding finance positions at companies large and small, many of them in the tech arena, which is typically dominated by men. We'll learn how she parlayed a passion for numbers into a life of financial leadership. We'll talk about whether the doors of finance are opening for women, how they can enter this challenging field, and the growing role they might expect to play in the modern-day business organization. So here is my conversation with Lisa Wu. Lisa Wu, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you, Bob. Glad to be here.
0: Lisa, I want to trace, if I can, your love of numbers and finance back to the beginning, the earliest intimations that you had that this was something that you were keenly interested in. Can you recall the moment when you said, hey, you know, (laughs) numbers, math, finance, that's for me. When would that have been?
1: Wow, that could have gone back long time ago. Well, I never imagined when I was young going to finance, but I didn't know I love numbers. In middle school and high school, I'm always very good in math and the physics. I have love for them. Actually, from China, even from high school, you have a separate track for arts versus science. So, I was always now on the track for science.
0: Even at that young age, did you have any role models or examples of what it was that people out in the financial field were doing? Or did you just have kind of this general sense that you love numbers and you might want to pursue it in some form?
1: That was actually back in early 80s. I didn't have role model and I didn't know exactly what I want to do, but I was very fortunate to have a mother who knew that I have to go to college. I was the first college student from my extended family. She got an education, like a five-year education, very minimum. But somehow she knew that her two girls, they have to go to college. And I happen to be very good in math and science, and she actually prepared me to go to the next step. I actually couldn't look too far where I'm going, but I always know my next step.
0: So you got your BS. Did you go to college in China?
1: Yes, yeah, so I went to the best engineer school in the engineer college in China, which is Tsinghua University. It's like MIT in China, very respected. So at that time, it was very rare for a girl to go to an engineer school. Just to give uh, the perspective, actually, in my class, total was 30 students, and there were only six girls, actually, relative to other majors, it's already high ratio.
0: But there were no actual barriers to your going to school and studying that, right? It's just that not that many women or girls were interested in it? Or or was there a problem with actually just getting into those classes in the first place?
1: I think that there are a few four of the reason uh, prevented a girl to go to engineer school. So as you said, definitely you know the interest, but interest probably looted from how the girls, uh, women are brought up because they were told, you know, for number one goal is to find the right husband and get a nice family. So you have a stable mm-hmm. life um, instead of going to engineer school, definitely not first priority. So that's the an interest. And also now how, what are the resources available to girls? I was fortunate that my mother actually decided not to have another child after she had two girls. But at that generation, women wouldn't stop giving birth until they have a boy. So I actually always imagine if I have a brother, my sister and I are definitely going to be treated differently regardless of education.
0: So you graduated with a B.S. in China, but then you came to America for your master's. You got your M.S. at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. So what led you to come to the U.S. and seek the master's here?
1: Thirty years ago... China versus America, definitely, it's very different opportunity-wise. And for young people, uh, that generation always look up to, actually still look up to U.S. as now most modernized, more advanced country in both science and management. So I went to engineer school, actually studied management and information system. So I look forward, you know, come to US to get another degree and study in more freedom country to see the different side of the world. So definitely the curiosity and opportunity got me here.
0: Were women more represented in your classes here than they were in China?
1: Women were more represented thirty years ago in the US than China. China, maybe there's more women into the workforce, high percentage of women in the workforce. Um, but they usually kind of treated as kind of service type of the people, less of leadership in China. Things may have changed over 30 years. I think the situations and the things improved a lot more. As I heard, you know, from my college entrance ratio is a lot more balanced today.
0: But even in the United States 30 years ago, and for that matter, even now, women were and are underrepresented in science and engineering in this country as well. Haven't you found that to be the case?
1: That's true. Probably a little bit less in finance, but in engineer IT. Actually, I've been in Silicon Valley since 94. So I worked at the various IT software company. Women definitely underrepresented in science field. Women engineers is hard to find. The spot for women leadership, even harder. I should go to, for a couple of companies, to go to boardroom because I have a senior position and constantly work with executives, directors. A lot of times, actually, I'm the only woman in that boardroom.
0: But to what would you ascribe your success in achieving a steady series of leadership positions in Silicon Valley at a time when there were so few women? It sounds like the doors were kind of open to you, or, or was it a difficult struggle?
1: I actually didn't realize it's a difficult struggle. From my background, I always feel fortunate and grateful for for how i got here and where i am so the things to prepare me is that i have to try harder to be better because my family's expectation because now i'm fortunate to get so much opportunities so i feel i have a reason to have to keep walking I think <laughs> keep walking is the way kind of, you know, for me at that time, I can dismiss the, what the limitation I have. It's interesting. You know, I actually have a daughter and we also have conversations about woman issues. And she actually reminds me and I said, mom, and she came a long way and she must overcome a lot of limitations put on you in a godless place. So actually until recently, I I actually started to think about how do I get here and what are other things I have overcome. There's a lot of things I have grown over the years. It's like overcome and thinking how to look at a bigger picture and how do you work with Man's more like a man-dominated field and how to stay high and dry and focus on the baseline result, impactful things you do instead of just focus on the small things.
0: I'm sure that you faced when you got your master's, you had your bachelor's, you had your master's, you had your training in accountancy and finance. You face the question that every grad faces, uh, male or female, and that is, now what? (laughs) I mean, what did you then do with your degrees to enter this world uh, for the first time? How did you break in?
1: It's a very good question. Actually, everybody has a different reason how to break in their field. For me... Maybe there's two things I want to address. From college, right? Graduate from college with engineer bachelor degree and with management and math degree, I actually went to big four. So uh, that got me into kind of a quick way to understand how business works at a more high level. That's kind of accelerated way to know how to manage the business and then understand the business. So that, that's a way, like a first step. And the second step mm-hmm. is now come from a large company, working from large company to a small startup. I actually worked many, many years in large software company. I actually worked at BA, it's infrastructure software company for seven years and a three com for many years after many years in large company i actually told myself now i actually equipped with a lot of skills and understand how business runs and best practice bad practice i'm in silicon valley so i maybe should try small companies now how can i utilize all my skills now i accumulate over the years so in two thousand Seven. Actually, I started working for a small company called Voodoo. It's the consumer video demand business. Was founded by ex Apple employee. Actually, after trying of uh, first taste of startups. Actually, I, I would have never want to go back to a large company. I feel that's the home I want to be because you got to make lots of decisions you now with lots of information. So you do rely a lot on yourself, on the coworkers around you. Mm-hmm. You actually can see the result that you're making. You kind of stretch yourself, go out of your boundary, try things, and make
0: things happen. You're now with a software company called Haven. You are, in fact, chief financial officer, but I imagine at a company of that kind that you must indeed be interacting with many other functions within the company. You're not just kind of squirreled away in some office just uh, totting up numbers. You really are on a daily basis communicating with everyone, are you not?
1: Oh, you're so right, Bob. I think a finance role traditionally be thinking, you know, you just counted a number and make a report after things happen. But modern finance, it's much more than that. You actually is the one department you possess a lot of data about the company. So you do need to provide information and uh, kind of collaborate with a lot of parts of the company to work with male workers and the female workers and a lot of collaboration and a communication. That's very true. And a woman actually can make a lot of impact in collaboration and communication, which are the two skills I found now very
0: strong with women. And it's interesting that a financial position would call for collaboration and communication. There we've now shattered a cliche about the numbers people, that they are, in fact, kind of hidden away, that they don't talk to other people. But in fact, that is an absolute requirement of a finance job today, male or female, is it not?
1: Totally, totally. It, it's a requirement of collaboration, and also requires a lot of analytical skills, especially for small company. And you actually make decisions now, how much you work and you do, and work the right process. And you over not overdo it, and you're not underdo it. You just do the right amount, move the company forward. So it's a lot of judgmental calls, and that requires a lot of skills and a lot of collaboration.
0: What is life like for a CFO today? It seems like these are very uncertain times. On one hand, we have a very strong economy with pretty good prospects. On the other hand, we have some financial issues. We have a possible rise in interest rates. We have some uncertainties down the road. We have questions about financing, about the stock market, about the uh, continuing health of companies in Silicon Valley. And we're just wondering, when you come to work every day, what are some of the big challenges you face in the world of finance?
1: You're right, Bob. The modern CFOs face a lot of challenges. Now, you have to understand the overall market direction and the market environment, that actually impacts the startup a lot. For example, at, when I was at Voodoo, actually going through the 2008 financial crisis, that actually impacted the company a lot, and a lot of startups now went under. So you do have to take a proper measure and dredge the company's financial runway and to survive that period, actually came out of, now made it a successful exit. So we do need to understand the overall market conditions. And the second, even more challenging with the Silicon Valley CFOs, and you do need to understand the technology. You're able to speak the technology you know you don't need a, like a very detailed domain knowledge but you do need to understand and able to speak about it and speak out to outside the world and also speak to the co-working in the office and understand and instead you know, and very really limited to your own world and in the numbers and that's where you can make a big contribution to the company because you understand the business and the technology.
0: Certainly not a boring job these days by any means. In terms of other women now coming up behind you, who might, your daughter's age or older or wanting to enter the workforce – Are they there? Is there more interest among women now? And and what can you do or what are you doing to yourself serve as kind of a mentor and a supporter for those women to get them into this world?
1: That's right, Bob. That's a very good question. Actually, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. The world actually has improved a lot for women. If I have to compare 30 years ago or even 50 years ago, actually my daughter went to Wellesley, an old woman college. So I was watching a movie and and I just think about, wow, that no, only fifty years ago. That's a huge difference. What we needed to do is we create more role models for upcoming women in our next generation. And also mentorship. The mentorship actually is very important for anybody. No, not only women, for mentoring the next generation leaders, including women. I think that we still lack of role model, enough role models for our next generation. Woman becomes a leader. Just not enough. I think there's more successful women figures than many years ago, but still compared to men, still a very small percentage. So we need to think about, you know, what kind of things we can do We're able to establish more model and make more women to be successful. And I think that the mentorship, you know, to be a mentor or mentoring other women is very
0: important. In fact, there are a number of organizations for women in other types of jobs, for instance, women in transportation, uh, a lot of different chapters of that around the country. Is there, in fact, an organization that has, is for women in finance? That could help with networking and mentoring?
1: Yes, they are. Actually, there are quite a few. The one I, I know, actually, I am part of it, is called the Finance Executive Institute. It's not only women, but the chapter actually has a committee called it Women in Finance. So there's a regular meetings and a topic people talk about and then we also have a network. People can post their questions. Actually, I've been too busy with my work a few years ago and recently I started to focus on how do I make more participation in those organizations and also expand my network. So those organizations, I highly encourage women in technology or in finance try to participate, make time for networking and participate in those If the organizations, actually, I think this is very important for their career goals.
0: And beyond that, any additional advice you might have to someone who is graduating today with a degree and wants to get into the world of finance, and whether it's a male or female? Do you have any advice for for how they can break into today's world of finance?
1: You have to first understand yourself, what you need, how do you get your energy, and what makes you happy. And you choose the right thing to do, make you kind of no, keep it going. So as I said at the beginning of the conversation, keep walking is a very important. Life is marathon, not a sprint. So Understand yourself and do the things that make you happy and just keep doing it and
0: be strong at it. Well, Lisa Wu, it was a great pleasure hearing a little bit about your personal journey. Congratulations on your achievements to date. Good luck for the future. Thank you so much for your advice to others who want to enter this world. Thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Bob. It was a very good chat with you.
0: That was my conversation with Lisa Wu of Haven, talking about new opportunities for women in the fast-changing world of corporate finance. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter at scbrain.